Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think it's time to redefine what rich is. I think Mm. it's time to redefine what success is. Yes. Uh, It's open for new definition. Yes. (laughs) I mean... Look, I've seen, I'll tell you this, <laughs> it, the one with the most toys when they die, as far as, it, it, it's not usually the happiest. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. And you all already know at the table, we keep it real relevant and relatable. And I know y'all probably saying, this boy came out blazing. I am. Because today's show is going to hit a little different, y'all. Your boy is pumped. And for y'all on the podcast listening, y'all, y'all should see my face right now. I'm thrilled right now because I have. I have the one and only. Wait, let me tell you a little bit about him first. He is an Academy Award winning actor. He is a philanthropist, a college professor, and a husband and father of three kids. That's right, ladies. When y'all see who's on the show today, he's married with a family. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the table. My friend, actually he ain't my friend yet, uh, but soon to be friend, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, 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 man. Welcome to the table with your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Sounds kind of awkward saying my own name, but welcome to the table, man. How are you today? Anthony O'Neill, I have already heard in the VG before this got started that you go by AO. <laughs> You're right. I like that, man. Hey, listen, um, I want to thank you for coming on. I, I've been thinking and praying like, hey, what can I talk to this guy about that's going to benefit this younger generation um, that that is following me? Uh, but before we get into that, I just got to ask you a question. When you did Lincoln Lawyer, out of all the movies movies you've done, uh, that was my favorite. But I'm curious, what is that in like your top three of your movies and stuff like that? Where does that land with you personally? Oh, it's up there. Mm-hmm. I mean— you know, I had played lawyers before. Honestly, yeah. I played defense. This time I was playing prosecutor. And, you know, that was the first film I did after coming off of all the rom-coms I was doing. So yes. I had just taken a two-year sabbatical from making any rom-coms, trying to look for some dramas to do. And, and Lincoln Lawyer was a script that had been around Hollywood for a while, but no one had ever got it made. Yeah. And that was the first sort of drama that I was allowed to get in that somebody actually would finance. And wow. that was, I knew that, that as a re-entry into a, as a dramatic actor, I better make that one count. It yeah. better have some, t- you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Lincoln Lawyer and Interstellar were those, I just love those, man. Um, so yeah, that, that's great. So I had to ask that question because I'm a huge fan of that movie. But let's let's dive straight into the content, all right? Let's talk about fame and, and wealth. Over your career time frame, you, you've done some rom-coms, you've had some great movies, you've... I mean, just built a huge name. I'm curious to the young person watching from your younger self to where you are now, what are three things you've learned over this amazing career that you have that you would want to give to, let's say, a young person trying to establish success in their life? What are three main things that you will give them? Well, not personal, it's business. Mm. (laughs) Not personal, it's business. There's going to be times, you know, I know for me early on in my career when I— got sort of famous over one weekend with the time to kill. I had a hundred scripts that 
the day before Time to Kill came out, I would have done anything to do. But they were all, nope, can't do them. Now, one successful weekend, come Monday afternoon, all those scripts that I couldn't do two days ago were now like, yes, please do them. And I was like, what? You want me to choose now? And I would have done any of these two days ago? Um, I also, with that, uh, um, uh, that time, started hearing a lot of adulation. Oh, I love you. You're so great. Oh, this is great. So I was trying, well, wait a minute. What, what, what matters here? What, what, what do I really need to believe here? Let me cut the chafe here. What, what, what counts? What doesn't? So, and then with that, I also, later on, I do a couple movies that don't do as well. Those same people that were saying, I love you and please do my movie, don't return my phone call. <laughs> and I'm going, man, where I come from, I've said I love you to about four people, and you mean it when you say it. Yes. And if I had dinner with your kids and you were over for Christmas after your movie did well because your next movie didn't do as well, I'm at least returning your call. <laughs> so I realized early on, year seven in Hollywood, oh, I got the joke. Mm. It's not personal. It's mm. business. Mm -hmm. So I was able to forgive those people that maybe said, I love you, but wouldn't return my call. Mm -hmm. And then later on, when my movies were successful, even after the ones that were successful, and they did start calling me back, I didn't hammer them for it. I was like, I get it. Yeah, I'll pick up the phone. I'm not going to tell you, but you didn't pick up the hey, phone back. You know? No, I get it. It's, you're better than me, Matthew. You are better than you teaching me something because I wouldn't even pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, you know, you got to learn to play the game that way. Yeah. Um, I would say this one, you know, what do we, you know, fame, money, yes, mm -hmm. good things. Yeah. We want them. I wanted them. Yeah. I got them. Then today, especially with, with youth, and, and there's so many ways you can get famous. You can get 50 minutes of fame. You can do, I guess this is my point. We all want to be relative. Mm -hmm. We can't. We have to ask. Make sure we ask ourselves, relative for what? Ooh, that's yes. I, you know, they, they. I read this. There's a. There was a. They about five years ago, and the question was, what? What do you think you need to do to get famous? Mm. And thirty five percent of the answers were make a sex tape. Make a I sex went, tape. Oh no no no! Hang on a minute! Hang on! Hang on! Hang, yeah, hang, yeah. hang on! That shouldn't have that those kind of numbers. Um, you know what I mean? So what do we, what's our, what's our country reward? Mm -hmm. You know, you get fame, you get money, you get respect. Yeah. We, we, we tell our, we, we tell people that. And I just, to ask ourselves and we need to remind ourselves, especially when we're young. Yeah. That's okay to want those things, but for what? Like yeah. try not to do things that you're going to regret. Know, know that today in every thumb up or thumb down or comments you put on online out there, everybody. Yeah. Those comments are going to outlive you. Yeah. yeah. They will out, they'll, they'll outlive your children if you have children. So just remember you're building a resume for who, you, who, who you're going to become. And it's okay. To, it's okay to screw up. Hey man, we all, part of growing up is you take risk and you fail and you go back and you regret stuff. I regret things I've done. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't stay safe all the time, but just ask yourself, am I going to be, Will I be proud of this, what I'm about to do five years from now, there 10 years from now? There you go. 20 years from now. Will my kids be? Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever that is. Um, and, um, yeah, those would be two. And then on, on the flip side of that, which is not really the flip side, which is take risk, gang. Come on, man. Take risk. Come on. Don't be afraid of failing. Yeah. I've taken a lot of risk in my life and pulled a lot of things off because of risk I took. Yeah. I still, though, when people ask me, what would I tell my 15-year-old self to 
uh, to do? I'd say take more risk. Ooh. Don't be afraid of failing, man. Yeah. Failure, we, we get embarrassed. We think so we think everyone's over there. When you fail, we're gonna point at you, na 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 boo, we got you. Well, you know what? They're over on the sidelines yelling that stuff because they're on the sidelines. <laughs> the people that are in the game look over it. I've gotten see I've succeeded by failing so many times in a row mm. where I got the job over the person that succeeded the first time because the people in power that were hiring said, I want Mr. Joe Hustle here who mm. keeps failing and keeps getting back up and failing again. I want him more than I want the other guy who succeeded on the first time. Yeah, yeah. So persistence and knocking on those doors and keep knocking and going, mm. lost again. Yeah. Back in again. That goes a long way. I like Matthew. Dog, I like him. Matthew, you, you, boy, you, you talking. You, you talking because you said two things that stood out to me that I love. Uh, two things that I teach uh, within my, my tribe, uh, especially to younger people, is, you know, why? Like, why do you want to do the things you want to do? And I always say, if your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment will make you cry. So why do you want to become relevant? Why do you want to become wealthy? Why do you want to become famous? Is it for the right reasons? And if you can answer that question good and it's in a healthy way, then it's great. Then it goes back to now think about your future. All right. So the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you made today. This choice that you're making today, will it impact you in a good way in the future or will it impact you in a negative way? That's what I mean by green lights. What are the choices that are teeing yourself up, being kind and cool to your future self? Yes. What are the green lights? You can, you, you can, there are responsibilities you can take today that will tee you up for more freedom tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. Always, let's go all the way down to a simple one. Yeah, yeah. I love let's it. Call your coffee maker tonight to tomorrow morning. All you got to do is press that button. You teed yourself up for ease. It's success. A very simple thing. But think about those things. You know, delayed gratification is a very hard thing for young people to get a, get a, get a grasp of. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, you know, I, I had this I had this great teaching lesson when my kids asked me why I won the trophy for Best Actor at Dallas Buyers Club. And I said, oh, well, you remember a year ago when Popeye, your dad, was going to work every morning before sun rose. And remember, he was really skinny. And he told, he told me, he told, you said I look like a giraffe. And they go, yeah, I remember that. I go, well, the work I was doing then, a year later, today, my peers gave me a trophy for it and said it was excellent. And they clicked and for the first time went, oh, you mean you can do something today? If you do it well, you can get a proverbial trophy tomorrow. And I went, yes, you can. <laughs> Yourself. Ooh-wee. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, you guys. There it is. Listen, if you just now tuned in to the show, this is The Table with Anthony O'Neill. You guys already know we keep it real relevant and relatable. And today I'm so excited to have um, my my new friend. I can't call him a friend. I don't want to lie, but he's my new friend uh, and, and becoming a brother, Matthew McConaughey, who is the author of a new book called Green Lights. And we're going to dive into this and we're going to put all of his information below to go get it because I want you to go get the book. Um, but we're having a real and relevant conversation with this guy. And I got to say, Matthew, um, I'm shocked. Bro, like you, you are a real cool, down to earth, laid back guy with with people of your experience and success um, and wealth. Um, I can't say that for all all of them, you know. But, <laughs> but I, I respect uh, where you are. Let's talk about this where we just were. As your fame and wealth grew over the years, um, did your expectations change when it came when it came to? you know, rich people and how uh, rich people walked around and how they did this. Because, you know, I teach young people, hey, you can be wealthy 
but let's make a new class of wealth. You don't have to have all the cars. You don't have to have this and that. You don't have to look like you have a lot of money. Uh, but I know in your world, in Hollywood and something, I'm curious to see, what would you tell a young person, you know, when it comes to what the rich and famous do in your world? Well, look, I think it's time to redefine what rich is. I think mm. it's time to redefine what success is. Yes. Uh, and it's open for new definition. Yes. <laughs> because it no longer has to do with integrity or 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 how 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 solid is your family, how solid wow. are your relationships, wow. how solid are your friendships. Um are you are you working on today on something that you actually started building yesterday? Are you feeling some it, it where you're building something and you're feeling some traction, some lineage to your past of how you got here, which all opens us up to free and more clearly see where we want to go. Yeah. And we have a connection to our yeah. past, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I've seen, I'll tell you this. <laughs> it, the one with the most toys when they die, as far as it's it, <laughs> not usually the happiest. Yeah. I mean, this we're brought up on retail therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so it. Get the, get the thing who's who 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 what whose name do I have on my back pocket or on on, on my shoe yeah and if that's and that can get us indoors mm -hmm. but that doesn't cook the food come on uh, you know that can get us a seat at the table but that doesn't cook the meal come on man. What I'm yeah so if we go you know be 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 try and be courageous enough to go and it's hard when we're young to know what the heck matters to us, man. And I and I, and I want to I want to say this to everyone out there: you may not know what you want to do. All right, heck, I didn't I, I didn't know what I wanted to do till I was 25, 30. Mm. But if you don't know what you want to do, take it easy on yourself and just start eliminating the stuff that you know does not feed you. Stuff that's going so if you if you get rid of enough stuff that doesn't feed you, give you ROI on you more true to you that is not feeding your soul's account and your bank account. Come on, man. So both can happen, right? <laughs> you get enough stuff that's feeding you, residuals on yourself, your yes. prime investment, you. Come on. If you're not getting residuals on those, well, get rid of those people in your life. Get rid of wow. those places in your life. Wow. Get rid of those habits in your life that you keep going, that one doesn't seem to pay me back. Why do I got a hangover every time I hang out with so-and-so? Maybe it's the conversation they're talking about. Maybe it's who they talk about. Maybe it's every time I walk away after they gossip, I'm wondering if they're talking about me. Get, get rid of those things in your life and go, I got 24 hours in a day. I'm going to start picking things. If I get rid of enough, that if I eliminate the stuff that does not feed me, I will inevitably have more things in front of me that will feed me. Get rid of the junk. Put some healthy meat in front of you, not junk food that's going to eventually slow you down. Man. We all got two wolves, come right? On, come on. Good and bad wolf. Which one we going to feed? Yep. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I, I'm always telling myself, Anthony, focus on four quarters, not 100 pennies. If you're only going to have four people around you that feed you, that deposit into you, um, and that will help you get you closer to your dreams and your goals, do that. Why are you dealing with 100 pennies? Why? There's no value there. And, 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 and those things, you know, those four quarters are the things you go, okay, More's not better, but four quarters. If well, if I can grow my roots wider and deeper Come. in those four quarters, rather than having a hundred pennies with a bunch, when they're all just little campfires, but nothing actually gets lit. Yes, have four fires instead of a hundred campfires. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have four bonfires, Valhalla. 
Let's you know have four ones that you're like, man, that's a garden I like to tend. Yeah. I, I that garden needs work and yeah. maintenance, and I like going there because it feeds and pays me back. Whether that's family, career choices, whatever. But yeah, I've I've had that before. You know where I had six things on my desk. I had a music label and I had a production company. That all of a sudden one day my production company. I'm paying salaries to six people. I'm paying rent. And one day my production company. I looked at the phone. The phone number came up from my my own production company. Mm. And I went to pick up the phone, and my hand paused. And I didn't. I looked at my hand. I was like, "You don't want to pick up the phone." And I went. That's a call from your office, from somebody you're paying. I mean, well, you're paying the rent. You've got a lot of outgoing money. I was like, that doesn't make sense. What did you create? So I didn't answer the phone. Instead, I waited till the ring quit. I called my lawyer. I said, shut down the production company. Shut down the music company. I feel like I'm making C's in six things. I want to get rid of the production company, the music company, so I can make A's in four. Yes. So yes. I got rid of some of that junk on the desk that I was was not my primary where I was needed, where I loved to go on Monday morning, which I could where I could really put some more wood on that fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my mentors said, I'm curious if you agree with this. He said, Anthony, um, you're going to have a lot of flaws. He said, but he said, I disagree with the statement of focus on your flaws and then just let your strengths just linger out there. He says, no, the key thing is to acknowledge your flaws, but focus on your strengths. And when you focus on your strength and you acknowledge your flaws, you can't eventually pick them up. But sometimes... Let them go. Just let them go and allow your strengths to be your strengths and then surround yourself with people who are stronger in the areas that you're not strong in. I love it. And so I love it. I, I, love I, I it. call it, you know, we're, we're, we're taught to sort of inherently dissect our failure. You know, I, my book is, is basically 36 years of journals. Well, why do you go to a journal? You go to a journal when you're in hard times and you're lost and you're lonely. Yeah. You're trying to figure out why as a kid, why you got pimples on your face and why, yeah. why, why you, this girl you really want to date said no and all this stuff. But then I realized that, hey, when things are going well, yeah. when we are on our frequency and we're in the groove and we're catching green lights and we're feeling like in the flow and things are happening, relationships are healthy. I'm excited about Monday. I'm excited about Saturday. Hey, I like this relationship I got going with. Dissect that. Come on. Because you will get in a rut again. Come on. You were able to go back and look at what was I doing when I was rolling? <laughs> and I've noticed it. I'm like, oh, you were getting more sleep. You were hanging out with different people. You weren't going to that place. You were having a different drink. Mm. Oh, well, let's change those habits back to what you were doing when you were rolling. And it doesn't answer the question, but it helps you recalibrate and get back on track. There you go. There you go. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to get to your books. I really want to dive into this book a little bit as far as in why you wrote it. But I got two more questions I want to ask before we get there. Then I want to be respectful of your time um, and let you go on about your day. I know you're a busy man. Um, here's one that I really want to ask you. And I really want you to take your time on answer this question because I, I really need you to talk to, to the young people watching and listening uh, to this. For the person who looks at your life, not just your life, but other uh, famous, successful individuals, and they say, I want that. I want what Matthew have. I want what Will Smith has. I want that. I want the good looks. You know, I want the good husband. Um, I, want, I want all of that in a thriving career. And their question is a valid question. How do I get there? You know, they're, they're asking, how do I get to what he has, what she has? Like, how do I become really successful? What are like one or two solid things that you can do that can help that young person, you know, get to their, what they call success? Well, if 
you can. Ask yourself, one, don't don't look. You can want what I may have or Will Smith one have may have. Number one, you definitely don't want to be us, though. You want to be you, but you want maybe the access, fame, fortune that me or Will has. Mm-hmm. Now, ask yourself this, and know this, that uh, you may go after something most people aren't doing what they thought they were going to be doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in life. They started after something and then took a detour and found something. And maybe it was in the realm of being uh, famous or an actor, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's was some other communication. Maybe they found it. Maybe they became a writer, or a journalist, or some other uh, who knows what. So yeah. you can take detours on the way. I'd ask yourself this, though. What do you have an innate ability to do? God-given talent to do first. Come on. That you're good at. Yes. That you're innately, instinctually good at. Define that if you can. Mm -hmm. Then go, am I willing to, is there a job out there? Mm -hmm. Is there something that can pay me to to have a a, a living that my innate ability, if I want to really educate myself and work hard at it, can be something that the world demands? Yes. Can I supply a demand? Mm-hmm. Because business, that's what it is. And supply and demand. Can you supply something that the world demands? There ain't no help wanted signs in Hollywood. The guards <laughs> at the gates ain't there to keep you in. They're there to keep you out. out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, ask, what's your, what's your innate ability? And can you find an avenue where that ability could be in demand in society? Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so how can I go become an expert? And what I have an innate ability to maybe do. Mm. So biology and giddy up. Mm-hmm. What do you innately have an ability to? Your biology, and what are you willing to say? Oh, I'm ready to hustle. Yeah, I'm ready to. I'm ready to break a sweat on this. Yeah. I'm going to find my line. Um, and don't, don't be. Maybe that thing that you have an innate ability to do is not what me or Will Smith has. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not. But that's okay. Sometimes, I mean, I'll say this. I bring this up in the book, man. Sometimes we get, have an idea, such a succinct idea of where we want to go. And we don't know how to get there. And we're so stuck on that. But that's what I really want to do. But don't know how to get there. And you look up three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years later, and you're still in limbo. Yeah. Because you didn't make a move to commit to something. Sometimes it's not even about what which choice we make. It's just make one and commit to it, which it'll create movement and action. And yeah. you may have an opportunity come up. Someone may see you. I was going to go out. I've seen this happen. A young, young, young man wants to be an actor. He doesn't get an acting job, but he gets a production assistant job on the set. Yes, yes. He busts his backside and is the best production assistant on the movie. The next movie that that director and studio goes on goes, well, I like, make sure we got this Anthony with us because he's good at that at PF. Now, you do that a couple times. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, that director or that studio head's going, Anthony, come here. Mm-hmm. I like you, how you. I like how you handle your business. Oh, thank you. What do you, what do you want to do? Oh, man. Well, really, I'd like to act. Well, you know what? Have a look at this next script I got coming out. I'm going to make this move later on. Check out the script. Maybe be a PA. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's read you in front of a camera. If you do well... Well, you know what? There's a, there's a, there's a small part in this next film. Maybe give you. Hey, think about that. Be great. There. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but you got yourself in, in the, the ring. Yes. Get in the ring and then do that job. And a lot of times you can get noticed. Yeah. And someone will say, pull you to the side and go, 
what do you want to do? Yeah. So I like the way you roll. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell them and show them. You know what I mean? Don't look up 10 years later and going, I, I never moved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never committed to anything and I'm still standing in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? it, it, it's, I mean, you're hearing so many nuggets because I think this book is going to help a lot of people, especially y'all young people listening to me right now. Uh, don't worry about looking everything up. I'm going to make sure we have uh, how to buy the book in my show notes. Uh, so we'll put that link in there. But Matthew, let's talk about it. You know, your book is about looking for green lights in your life and in your career. So break that down for us. Uh, what does that mean? And how can we all find green lights in our life? Heard. So green lights, look, we love green lights in life. They say go. Yes. Firm our way. Sir, yes, ma'am. More please. That a boy. Yes. Freedom. <laughs> but we usually find in the green in the red and yellows that maybe we didn't know we, even though we didn't want them, mm-hmm. we needed them. Mm. There's a lesson in every red and yellow light. Now, green light, catching green lights in life is not about catching only all green lights. Because sometimes we approach a yellow light in life, Mm -hmm. right? A pause, meaning someone interrupts us and says, you know what? That's really hurt my feelings. I wish you'd quit doing this. Well, if if you just say, nah, I'm blowing by that. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You just run the green light, right? But maybe they're reminding you, hey, maybe I need to take a pause and understand how how my actions affected that person. Mm -hmm. So I can maybe make a change in myself and better myself. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting in a red light and I'm having some introspection about who I am and how I treat people and how people, if what I'm doing being received by people in the way that I hope it is, and I'm finding out that no, it actually isn't. So, hmm, how do I change that? Well, that's an introspective time. You created yourself. You slowed down at the yellow light to give yourself a red light. Yes. So if you do that and come out of it, what have you created? Okay. A green light. There you go. So the next time around when you cross that person, you're not hurting their feelings in the same way. Mm-hmm. So... It's, it's, I call it like a, a yellow light is a pothole that you step in. Now, I've learned I'm all for resilience. Get up, dust yourself off, carry on. Great value in that. But if all we do is get up and dust ourselves off and carry on every time, we keep stepping in the same damn pothole. <laughs> so take a minute, look back and go, why I keep stepping in that damn thing? Yes. Why is that a problem every time I cross that? Why do I keep having that crisis in my life? Take a minute. Give yourself a red light. Look back. Oh, I see why. So the next time around the bend, you sidestep it, you leap over it, or dance around it, and you don't step in the damn thing anymore. Come on, Therefore, you create a green light. You created more green lights for yourself in the future. (sighs) You know, I'm going to be transparent with you, man. You know, I was uh, engaged uh, to an amazing lady, um, and I uh, hit a red light, and we stopped. And then I jumped into a relationship and I came back and that didn't work. And after the engagement, I was like, yo, what am I doing? I had to literally stop and ask myself, why in the world do I keep hitting potholes when it comes to ladies? And then I, I said, okay, cool. Let's, let's stop. This is red light. And when I got to the red light, I went and hired a therapist. I said, yo, let's, I don't want to blame them because the most common denominator between these ladies and me is me. Like, I'm the reason. So let what can I do better as a man so when I get into my next relationship, I am healthier? But you're right. It took me to say, stop. It's a red light. And just assess what happened and what can I do moving forward to hopefully the next time uh, when I do get a green light in that area of my life, I don't have any more red lights, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, if we don't stop for the red light or give ourselves a red light, 
we become repeat offenders. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we, just, we just keep making the same mistake. I've done it. Yeah. That's the definition of, definition of insanity. You keep trying to the same way to get the same the same thing and not get it over and over and over. And sometimes we got to back back up and go, how can I look, recalibrate my approach yeah. on this situation? Yeah. Because batting average isn't very good the, the way I've been rolling, you yeah. know? I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so I, I did some research on you. I don't really do research on people's age because it's really none of my business. And I thought you was like maybe like I say top 42, 43. But if my research serves me correctly, you're 50 years old. 51? Bruh. I mean, listen. I mean, 51 and you write a memoir. I got to ask you a two-part question. As you look back at 35 years of journaling, what are the biggest themes and lessons you saw in your life? And then two, men are not good journalists. Like, I've... We're not. And so I'm like, is that something I should try personally? Um, And then how did that impact you? Because clearly you wrote the book, you know, from that. But what are some lessons you've learned? And then what what did you get out of that personally from just journaling? Well, let me tell you what I got out of actually finally working up the courage to go away with all my journals to see what was turned in the book, which was a scary proposition. I didn't have to, I didn't have the courage to do it for the last 15 years. I've been daring myself to do it for 15 years, but I'm like, I don't want to, I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be ashamed. I'm going to feel guilty. I don't want to, now just keep moving forward. You know what? I'll die. And if my, maybe Camilla, my wife will open up those journals one day and see if there's something worth sharing. Yeah. That was a cop out. And so finally I said, no, let's go see who you were, who you've been the last 50. (sighs) So, Open up. Was I embarrassed? You damn right I was embarrassed. Oh, but man. most of the embarrassments, I kind of laughed at now. <laughs> was I ashamed? Yes, I was ashamed. But most things I was ashamed of, I found that I'd already forgiven myself for or was working on forgiving myself for. Yeah. Um, did I feel guilty about some things? Sure. But then, I, I again, I kind of like shame and, and, and the embarrassment. I was like, well, they should try. I mean, you know. There were also times where I was like, I don't want to go back and look and see when I was just an arrogant little. Mm. And I went back and saw those times where I was a little Mr. Know-it-all. But you know what I found? The green light in that was, if I would have been so arrogant at times in my life, I mean, I don't think I would have had the confidence to put myself in situations to get humbled. Wow. Wow. So in times where I was like, oh, I'm king. I got it all down. Watch this. I put myself in the situations where I was like, oh, geez, I just, my knees buckled. I was wrong. I don't know it all. No, I don't think I would have put myself in that position unless I would have been that arrogant little, you know what I mean? So it was, um, I did also look back and notice that at 14 years old, I was asking similar questions that I'm asking at 51. Mm. Why? What's this thing all about? This thing called life, this big show. What are we doing here? What counts? What matters? What doesn't? Mm-hmm. Who the hell am I? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be? Who have I been? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. What matters to me? What do I value? Mm-hmm. I was asking those same kind of questions at 14. So, I mean, I, I was surprised at that because I thought that, you know, I've had, I've got a lot more answers now, but I have no fewer questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I realized that, that this, this would be the, the, the nut of it, I think. That, look, man, life's a verb. Yeah. There is no ta-da moment. Yeah. We never get there. As individuals, we never get there. We never go, ta-da. No, we don't. Yeah. 
Action was called one time the day we were born. Cut will be called one time the day we're going to die. As a country, we're a verb. We're never going to have perfect equality in America. But if we can keep chasing it, chasing yet, keep getting a little bit better, chasing it down, that's as good as it can get. Come on. So then we got some ascension personally Mm -hmm. as people, Mm -hmm. as cultures to go, well, man, did I just, do we have a little ramp? Did we evolve a little bit? Did I get a little bit better maybe today, this week? Well, that's as good as it gets. And I think we realize, hey, if we can just stay in the race and commit to the chase. Yeah. That's the game. Don't quit. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Don't quit and just improve. It's never over. It's never, it's never over. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I'm always telling myself, um, when you fail, you learn. When you learn, you improve. When you improve, you grow. And that's just that's just the process, you know. Be learning, be improving, and while you're doing all that together, you're growing. Uh, but if we don't grow, you don't improve. If you don't improve, you don't learn. Um, if you're not learning, it means you're not failing at something. And when you're not failing, you're not really, you're not doing nothing with life. And so I, I, I'm not a huge fan of journaling. So I got to ask you, this ain't for y'all listening and, and y'all watching on YouTube. This is just me and Matthew talking. Why should I try this journal stuff? I'm just being honest because I'm like, I hate, right. I, I hate it. I mean, I'm like, I'm just writing about my day, but like, why should I try it? From someone who's successful, I want you to mentor me just for the last two minutes we have. Wh- why should I do it? Okay. One, who is more interesting? Who do you want to know more about? Who do you more, who in the world do you want to interrogate and investigate more than yourself? Anybody? Who do you want to know better than anybody in the world? They're not in the world. Mm-mm, nobody. You. Yeah. I want to know me. I want to know me yeah. better. And yeah. if I know me better, I can now get to know you better. Mm. If I know me, I know I can understand what I stand for and what I don't stand for. I can, uh, 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 you know, and it doesn't have to be, okay, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. I need to go sit down and do my journaling time. Okay. We got these phones now. Just take a, take a note. I tell people all the time in a meeting, I'm not, I'm not writing somebody that's not in the meeting right now, Anthony. I'm actually writing something that you said that just turned me on that made me go, oh, that's cool. Let me, I'm going to scale that, try and scale that idea out. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um. You know, had a had a, had a um, sunset. Who's twelve years old? I used an analogy about about the kids being feeling like they were addicted to these 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 iPads because we took the iPads away from them for a day. And I'm like, what's going on? Is chaos around here? Did you guys forget how to draw or play ball or what the hell's going on, man? It's like you're addicted, you know. And and the, the analogy I used, my son didn't like the term, and I went, oh, hey, 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 on, buddy, buddy. That's a term. I get it, but it, I'm using it as an analogy because it's a very addictive substance, and you guys are acting like that. And he comes up to me, he gets it, and he says to me yesterday, he goes, "Papa, it's like my." He said, "Dad," what he calls me, "Papa," because that's like it's like half of me is like so mature, mm-hmm. but the other half is like I've got the brain of a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that. What a be- you just he just defined what him himself at being twelve is. Yeah. Very mature. He's in that transition. He's still a kid, but yet he gets these very adult things. And so I just jot that down. Well, I just started a diary on my son. Wow. You know, and I, I got a Levi section. I got a Livingston. I got a Vita. I got a, my relationship with 
with with Camilla. I got with me. I got in conversations. You say something that I think is really cool. I'm going to write it down and then go, hey, Anthony, did you say this and show you? And if you go, yeah, and I go, okay, I'm going to sign your name. And if I ever say it, I'll footnote you. You know what I mean? So I'll do that. <laughs> Hear somebody say a song lyric. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also helps with you when you go out and you're around people and you're like, oh, I got to remember that when I get home. Yeah. How hard it is to remember it. Sometimes you get home and you're like, yes. ah, you're playing badass with your thoughts going, I forgot what it was. Well, just jot that note down so you can forget about it. Stay present in the conversation while you're out. Yeah. Then when you get home, you can be like, oh, glad I wrote that down. Let me think about that. Maybe I can branch that out to a philosophy for me to go approach life. Or how can I go apply that? I'll go to church on Sunday. Take some notes. Come yes. out Monday. And like, I got practical work to do. I want to see how the reverb and how the how my relationship with life goes. If I put this out, see if I get the same thing back. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Put cool. it to the test. Can it be practical? Um, and that's what journaling can, gotcha. can help with. It's it, investigating ourselves. Invest- and who else? Who else should we know better? Man. Who else is more fun to investigate? And there are no rules on it. Yeah. Trust me, all my writing and stuff where I'm happy with me, I do not always enjoy my company at wow. all. Wow. I'm. I, I'm. But I've also learned this: who's the only son of a gun we can't get rid of? Yep. Ourselves. Who's the only one? No matter who's in our bed, we're sleeping with one person every night. Every night. Us. Yep. So let's shake hands and figure this stuff out, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm stuck with you. Uh, <laughs> man, you know, I'm going to try it. Man, I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to try it, y'all. I'm going to commit for the year 2021 to journal at least five minutes a day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up. A, I'm going to start an Evernote section. And uh, since Matthew said it, it may be in my next book, Matthew. And so I'm going to give you credit. Matthew uh, had me, he, he convinced me to start journaling. You may go, oh, I didn't realize I was so interested in this part of myself gotcha. or this thing in life that turns you on. Something yeah. makes you laugh. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some, some things joke that makes you laugh. Something makes you laugh or nobody else laugh. <sighs> something made you cry. You know, I learned through journaling that, and I cry at birth more than I cry at death. Wow. You know? Wow. And I didn't notice it until I found it eight different times in my journals going like the, the tears of happiness I had at the beginning of the thing and the birth of the thing more so than the end of the thing. Wow. Well, listen, man, I, I could talk to you some more. I, I promise you, uh, because I wanted to be respectful of your time, I, I wrote down about 15, 20 questions, and I appreciate you for giving me as much time as you've uh, allowed. I have about five more, but you you got to keep going. Um, and I, I just really want you all, listening right now or watching on YouTube, I really want you to get uh, Matthew's book called Green Lights. We're going to drop the link to Amazon, to his website on uh, the show notes below. Buy one for yourself and buy one for uh, your peers. Bless them and just learn from a guy who's walked the walk that some of us, a lot of us want to have. Actually, all of us want to be successful. Now, we may not want to be an actor. We may not want to be an actress, but we all want to uh, experience true success in our life. And I believe this book will help you. And I, pr- I pray uh, that this podcast um, or this YouTube, if you watch on the YouTube, um, has helped you all as well. Uh, Matthew, uh, you've been a blessing, man, uh, to myself. Uh, it, I never would have thought in a million years that I'd be sitting down with you, watching you on TV, watching you on the big screen, and then now you're, you're on my show. And so I am completely honored um, and grateful that you took the time just to talk with me. And uh, you have a huge fan over here. And if there's anything I can do for you, your book, your family, your amazing kids, um, or your career, if you're ever in the Nashville area, stop by and let's talk again. 
Heard. I'd love to, Anthony. I appreciate it. You're obviously a, a good man, man. We can use as many, many of us out there as possible. And hey, everybody out there, man. It's a life's a rodeo. We're all on the bull trying to get our eight seconds. <laughs> trying to get it. Let's ride. Let's <laughs> ride. Let's get it. Thank you so much, man. God bless you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.